Chelsea, listen to me. Bay, listen. Bay. I mean, I'm just saying, you're lightweight, like fly, like man, I got a real I got a real lightweight chick, you know what I mean? Man, I love you, Chelsea. You know that. Stop playing. Control, this is Agent Olgren. I need to request to open up cell 311. Free me podcast. All right, so we open up uh, season season one, episode five, Prisoner of Love uh, breakdown. We open up with Chelsea getting back from her trip. Going and, and talking to Hmong dudes and, and getting some some sound advice, you know, and and again, just you can see that that Chelsea's mom is uh, is her support, is her rock, you know, is is the one that she goes to get her clarity, her beacon of light from. So when she is wooed off the off her feet and and all of these things, she has a confidant. This is her confidant that she can go to and kind of keep herself grounded. So. Again, that's what she does here, you know, and and Mom Dukes does Mom Dukes business. And that's, you know, uh, cussing her out for getting Michael's name on her back and, um, you know, just letting her know, like, listen, this is it is what it is. And, and you know, these first red flags, you have to you have to get out of here, you know, and, and take that tattoo with you. Uh, we open up with that scene with them just talking about. You know, Chelsea's saying that she could see herself at this moment spending the rest of her life with Michael. So after the conversation with Chelsea and her mom, we cut back to um, Bryce and Alundra, right? Now, again, I, I stress this in every episode because this is this is vital that you guys pay attention to this here. Don't pay attention to so much as the argument. Just pay attention to the whole thing that's going on. And you will see how toxicity in a relationship begins because that's what we are witnessing is the toxicity beginning in this relationship. Alundra is is really starting to mess up and where she's starting to mess up is is the pressure that she's putting on Bryce. And from what I'm seeing from Alundra in her mind, she's like, "Okay, your sentence is done. You're out here now. That's over with. Now it's time to, to start building on this here. And and she's forgetting about the whole reentry process because she she's just unaware of what that process is. And and Bryce is trying to explain it to her the best way that he knows how, you know, in his in in his 23 year old self, you know. So I don't like how Alundra looked at Bryce, you know, and, and she's looking at him like this is real life. You know, she even says, you know, this is real life, bae. You know, weddings are expensive. No, no, weddings are not expensive. First and foremost, weddings are cheap. People tend to make them expensive because they want to live these these fantasies, which is all all fine, right? That's what a wedding is is essentially supposed to be is a, is a dream, right? It's a dream day, but it has to stay within the scope of reality of what's going on, right? It's 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 not real life, bae. It's it's fantasy life. Real life is I just got out of prison. I'm only working maybe twelve, thirteen dollars an hour, whatever, whatever he's making, plus her job. We don't have that type of money, so we have to compensate some kind of way, right? Either we can go and we can have, you know, we can go down and get married at the courthouse and get it finalized, right? And then and then save up for, you know, a, a you know, a ceremony the following year or such, right? Or we got to cut this price way down. 
You know what I mean? We don't need no hundred guests. You know, where was these hundred people at when I was gone? You know, when you were going through what you were going through. So it's you have to compromise. But what is happening? One is toxicity is starting in the relationship between the two. The friction is starting to you starting to see sparks and the the overwhelming amount of pressure being put on this 23 year old kid that has been incarcerated since he was 19. Right. About marriage and, and all of these responsibilities when he hasn't even took into time to figure out what his place in society is yet. This is the step that we we overtake. We, we come out. We're expected to perform and we don't even know how to perform or what to perform in. But we're just looked upon as as being, you know, having to perform. So Bryce tries to explain the best way that he can in his little prison diary. Um, you know, uh, so Bryce is trying to explain the best way that he can. And, and what he's saying is accurate and it's true. Right. And again, it's, it's the pressure that's being put on him to 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 graduate to a certain level of society very quickly without even understanding how to even get to that level. We cut off to Alundra's, you know, diary and she's, she's on, she's showing some colors, man, you know, because now she's, she's looking at this kid like he's selfish because he brought up the point about going to the courthouse. She's calling him cheap. Uh, there's no conferring. There's no agreement. There's no consultation about it. It's just when he brings it up, she says, no, you know, I want to do this the right way, quote unquote, the right way. And you're just being cheap. So, again, these these are issues that it's just more more fuel being dumped on the ground as these sparks are are being hit. And one of them are going to catch fire. You know, we 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 saw a little fire catch you know, with Bryce walking out and, and being gone all night or whatnot. Alundra, you have to stop putting pressure on this dude, right? And you have to you have to understand, yes, you sacrificed all of this stuff, but why did you sacrifice it? Did you sacrifice it for this man to come out and you put want to put all this pressure on him to to, to, to live your fantasy in the in the timeline that you wanted it while he was gone and you created, you know, all of this? Okay, so now Chelsea calls Issa, lets Issa know that she's in town, wants to stop by and, and see Issa. And it's very comforting for Issa, right? She expresses the the comfort in, in knowing that Chelsea is now coming to her house to talk to her face-to-face because Issa's having some issues, you know what I mean? Some serious issues. She even proclaimed the fact that she has no one that understands her issues and she has no one to talk to, but she's finding comfort in Chelsea. So Chelsea comes and... Again, here, here's another bombshell dropped on Issa, right? So, again, there, there's, there's just no, there's just no experience there for, for these, these people to, to confer with and to talk to about these real life issues and get real life answers that make sense. It's just automatically always negative. I think the way that that Chelsea presents things, it, it just it puts people in a negative state, a negative thought process automatically, you know. Um, so Devin gets put back on to the website. Devin reaches out to Chelsea, lets Chelsea know that he wants to be put back on the website, you know, and he's, 
you know, he's in his his tight prison garb. That's I mean, that's what we do. When we're going out on profiles, we we go get jacked up, put on a tight shirt, some tight sweats, and, and go flick up. You know, and then that's what we put out there on the on the profiles, you know. So this is what what Devin did. I, I still think I, I honestly think that Devin is a good dude. I really do. I think that Devin is a good dude with some issues. And I think a lot of Devin's issues is abandonment. And the reason why I'm putting that together is because of what his mom, Duke, said during their their um interview with each other. You know, and she was just, you could see that mom was apprehensive about someone getting involved with her son because of the abandonment. Once they start finding out who, his, you know, who her son is, then it scares them away. But meanwhile, Devin's catching feelings for people. This is what I see is happening. And I think that Devin is getting to a spot now because because Issa's getting bad information or I don't want to say it's bad information, but bias information, stigmatic information, one-sided information. There's no nobody else to give her any alternatives that that are plausible. So she her her thought process, her thought track is just on one one mind and that's fraud and and getting getting you know screwed over so this is where her thought process is and she's seeing everything from that thought process and then it's just going down a a dark road and then when chelsea comes in and drops this bombshell on her now she's she's 90 percent made up her mind from what i could see that she's not even gonna mess with this dude and i think the whole reason why that devin put himself back out there is because he felt we know, we know that when, when our, our, our people that, that we truly have connected with is starting to withdraw and pull back, you know, because we look for that stuff, you know, we expect it. So Devin knew that she's pulling back and, and he was just like, you know, bump that. I'm going to, I'm going to go find me another one, you know? And I think that's, that's kind of where he's at because that's just what he's been used to. But I don't think that he's a bad dude. I think Devin's a good dude, man. And I think Issa just got spun in a web and she's just not looking at things correctly. So now we get to the infamous, infamous lightweight taken. Michael's on uh, whatever social media platform he's on. Um, and he's supposed to be representing Chelsea's business. And he tried to do it in the best way that he knew how to articulate the prison experience um, which was just emotional venting. Well, you know, we need more more articulateness than than that when it comes to, you know, wrongful convictions, when it comes to um, innocence in prison. You know, when it comes to these things, we need we need men to come out of prison, women to come out of prison, right? That can articulate specifically how this needs to change, so we can we can bring awareness, right? We don't need just emo emotional venting and, and just prison sucks and, and we're good guys too. So halfway through, Michael switches from the prison experience to, you know, calling out shout outs and states and things of that nature. And of course, like social media does, you know, you 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 can easily transcend from using it as a as a business model to using it for likes and subscribes and it, it's a very easy transition because you get hyped up into oh my god look at all these people paying attention to me now i have to keep that 
that attention going. I have to keep feeding them what they like instead of, and now you just lose sight of what your program even started as. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can go to some of these other convict shows, watch them from the beginning, and just watch how the whole format changes. So it's it's keeping and sticking to your guns as to what you believe in and not allowing outside distractions to pull you from what's important. And that's what Michael did. You know, he started getting the shout outs about how cute he looked, wanted to braid his beard instead of just saying, you know, there's only one woman that could braid my beard or anything of that nature. He got caught up in the light, you know, Um, he just wasn't ready for it. A question came out, you know, are you married? And here goes Michael. No, I'm lightweight taken. Chelsea, of course, she didn't understand really what that meant, but just the sound of it, you know, is 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 negative. It's it's not reinforcing the fact that you're in a relationship. But she didn't get upset about it to the point to where she assumed. And this is one thing I like about Chelsea is she goes and she asks questions. She gets information, you know. And of course, everybody is telling her no. That's that's what lightweight taking is. Then you know comes the conversation with Michael. You know, and, and it's it's his poor excuse of trying to explain what lightweight taking is. So now once once you get caught, a manipulator, once he gets caught, right, he he'll lie and he'll deceive and he'll he'll twist reality in order to make his lie seem true. That's how egoic and narcissistic people can get when it comes to uh just living a, an egoic life. See, if Mike was a true player, a true manipulator, right? A, a true, a true, this is how I know that Mike really ain't shit. He's a lame dude, right? If I know I fucked up like that, talking about lightweight taking and just had some, some blowout stupid night like how he did on social media, right? Then I would just tell her. I would just say, listen, man, I just I got caught up in the limelight, you know, and it felt good to get all these compliments and, and whatnot. But you know what? You're right. You know, and, and I'll have to, to, to guard myself the next time because I see what you say. Now, she would have bought that in a heartbeat and everything would have went smooth from there. But see, he ain't got no game. Lightweight taken. I mean, what kind of crap is that? Anyhow, man, who says that? Bald headed beard dudes. Back to Bryce and Alundra, and again, as I say, is toxic, right? It's, it's, this, is, this is already starting into a toxic state. You're getting into these, this, this relationship where they're, they're, not, they're not communicating. Communication is shutting down, and I see it unfolding because I've been through this stuff, and, and it's just we don't, even, we don't even recognize that it's happening, you know, but... There's so much pressure on Bryce, right? There's so much pressure on Bryce, him trying to figure out this this wedding. He's trying to, you know, she's she's insinuating that this wedding is some sort of signal as to growing up, you know, when she said back then that, you know, this is real life, bae, you know. So, again, she's making him feel like he has to be a certain way. And Bryce is starting to lose who he is and and where he's at in life because he's under this pressure of trying to sustain what this 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 fantasy that that Alundra has painted while he was away. 
she's she's so wrapped up into this fantasy and trying to make it happen that she's she's the one as Bryce said I feel like I'm talking to a brick wall she's putting up a barrier between them where Bryce doesn't even feel like he can communicate with her you know and that started back when he said well let's go to the courthouse and get married and she said no you know she didn't even she didn't even offer to hear what that even looked like okay Bryce well what does that look like so we go to the courthouse we get married then what do we do because I do want to have, you know, my dress and all of that stuff. There was none of that. It would just instantly know. I want what I want. But then she'll turn around and call him selfish. You see, so all the Bryce is taking all of this in. And he's trying to figure out in his head, which is, there's not a lot of education and information in there to feed him any kind of thoughts. Right. So he's, he's just trying to figure out equations in his head with whatever numbers are in there. Those numbers may not even match. So, and, and, and his idea, you know, he was talking to a homeboy. A homeboy said that, yeah, man, I got a lawnmower and a weed whacker and a, and a blower that you can use. Hell, I even got a rake you can use. You know, and you start with that. Just go and just mow people's lawns. And that's a good idea, right, to start. You have to start that as a side hustle. You don't quit your job, Bryce. You don't quit what's in your hand for what's not in your hand. No matter what anybody's telling you, Bryce, at the end of the day, what you have to understand and what you have to realize is that no matter how much you love this woman, you have to do you. You have to put yourself in a place to where you can self-sustain yourself first before you can even think about a family or any, anything outside of you. You have to sustain yourself and make sure that you can buy yourself food, make sure you can buy yourself water, make sure you can buy yourself the essentials to survive without anybody. You have to do that first and foremost. We all do coming out because if not, now we're depending on somebody else to survive, you see, and, and it puts you into these pressures that you're now under where you feel like you got to bring in more money, but you're not capable of doing that. The lawnmower thing is a, is a good thing. But you have to figure out a way. You come to her and you say, listen, this is what I'm going to do. You know, I'm going to keep working this job here. And on Saturdays and Sundays, I'm just going to go out and, and hustle, hustle clients and do lawns. And then when you get your two or three clients and you know then that you can make more, not just you saying I can do it, but you have it in your hand. Then you can let go of this hand and build upon this hand. You see what I'm saying? So what ends up happening is, is again, you know, Alundra's telling him no. She's making him feel like he's little and uneducated with his decisions and his choices. But yet when he says something to her, she shuts him down and she tells him, don't talk to me like I'm stupid. I hate that. But yet she's talking to him in the same fashion. You see, again, this, this is the toxicity that happens in relationships where we don't even realize what we're doing. We get into an egoic state. So what we have to do is when somebody's doing something to us, we have to just stop and ask ourselves, is he or she displaying the actions that I'm displaying? Am I showing these things that he's now or she's now showing back to me? We always have to look at ourselves first as the problem. So Bryce does what, what all of us do in that, in that instance because we don't, we feel like we're trapped, right? We don't know how to express ourselves. We can't get across to this this 
spouse of ours that you know is 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 just not understanding what we're trying to say so in that moment we we walk away you know sometimes for good sometimes for a night you know but when we do that again this is this is a time when that happens in your relationship for you to self-reflect don't sit there and stew on this person that left start asking yourself what did i do to make this person leave you know what i mean he just came home how did i what did i do to to make him feel like he had to leave versus just look at him man walking out what a kid what a child you know what i mean what a child and i don't know how i'm gonna make this work we have to get out of that egoic state they have ulterior this was the now for in this whole segment with michael this one sentence was the most properly formed articulate sentence that he could come up with that was his one shot that was his that was his last hurrah right to try to convince this woman that he's not full of shit again this guy he's he's a it's, this is some of the sorriest manipulation i've ever seen in my life honestly he's attempting to try to again um change the narrative you know when when the questions come and he don't know how to answer them it's first he just tries to explain it one way and when she don't buy that he switches it to trying to put guilt or make her feel some kind of way you know when do you care about people that that you know uh say this and haters and you know uh it's just uh you know it, it um it's sad. What's sad about it is, is aside from the show, but you have an individual that did five years in prison, right? And this is what America needs to pay attention to. And, and you had an, an individual who did five years in prison who did no kind of growth other than physical. He just spent his whole time in there just lifting books, doing push-ups and all of that stuff. You know, and then at playing spades until he went to bed and just did it over the next day. He's he's in the same state as what he was when he went in. And that's what's sad, you know, because. Th these are supposed to be institutions of growth and rehabilitation and learning. And as you see, it's not happening. Yes, Michael, there are a million other prisoners who know what lightweight taking means. Yes, you are correct. And yes, Michael, your terminology is different from those on the streets because your terminology is rooted in manipulation. And we can only use that for a little while about us just coming home because people don't buy it after a while. You know what I mean? Once they know you've been home for months, years, whatever. But when you first come home, again, that's always uh, instant um, an emotional reaction when you tell your, your mate, you know, but, you know, I just I just got home and I just came home. I, I got to learn how to, to speak civilian language now. I just I just came home. He still hasn't really learned how to even articulate himself in a, in a proper fashion. You know, he's just sad. So now we switch back to Alundra on the phone trying to call Bryce. He's not answering. And again, she she's stewing herself. Right. I, I guarantee Alundra reads fiction books. I guarantee it. I guarantee she reads these romance novels and all this crap, man that we're feeding into these kids' heads that paint these these fantasies, man, you know? Alundra, tighten up, girl, man. I saw better in you in the beginning. 
So we cut back to Alundra and Bryce's uh, relationship right now. Bryce comes back in, and again, he just he just does what what we all do, you know, is 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 just try to blow off what happened, you know, because we went and blew off our steam, and and you know now it's just we come back and it's like man that stuff is over with. Let's just and that's type of, the type of attitude that Bryce comes in with, because he knows that she's pissed off and he knows that. He purposely blew off her calls to piss her off. So now, Alundra has went full-scale mother-son relationship. You know what I mean? And you, 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 you're seeing that form now. She, now she's done put herself in the place as, as a mother, as a parent role. And she's drilling him with questions. Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Well, if you saw this, why didn't you see that? And again, it, it puts Bryce in a corner, right? It's there's man, there's so much pressure on this kid at 23 years old. You know what I mean? Just coming home. I don't How long has this kid been home? He couldn't have been home but a couple weeks. Jesus Christ. So Alundra's hitting him with all of these questions. And again, he's starting to to well up because he, he don't know how to answer this here. You know, and and then she puts even more pressure on him in the end by telling him you know, you're going back into your old ways and I'm not going to be here if you go back. The, 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 just the amount of dirt that's thrown on this man's shoulders just day after day after day. He don't know how to, to respond to any of this. He don't know what to do. You could tell he's, he's getting frustrated. And what happens is, yes, we will regress back into what we know to be comfort, what we know how to survive. That's what we will regress back into. But Alundra doesn't see that, that she is doing that to him. And then she'll go into her little meeting, her little side chat and sit here and talk about how he's immature and he's going back into his old ways. She's just she's a snowball, man, and she's just rolling downhill in in parent mode, you know, to the point to where she's just going to, you know, start putting him out or telling him he's got to go or whatever. See, Bryce is sharp. Bryce is Bryce knows he Bryce knows what it takes to stay out of jail, he just don't know how to do it, right? And and I believe that he's sincere when he's telling her, like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I got you. I love you, and and we're gonna figure it out. It's just that Bryce does not know. Again, here's another person, right, in prison, did four years, five years, however long, and still comes out in the same condition as he went in. The same condition. And then you come out trying to figure life out when you couldn't figure it out before you went in. That whole four or five years is just dead time. And, and we have to stop that. We have to stop that. We cut to Chelsea's private cam, diary, booth, side gig, side chat, whatever, whatever y'all people calling it, man. So we cut to this thing here. And now here again, there's, here's just more issues. You know, Michael goes online again live um and just acts a fool you know just acts act stupid um sets the phone down and goes and urinates in the bathroom or whatnot again just just uh more more stigma is being put out on on returning prisoners you know that we just come out and we just end up getting you know uh screwed up or drunk or just act like animals you know this is the stigma that i don't like because that's that's not what our intentions are. 
but the camera keeps finding these people. And Chelsea's in her little side gig, mad at Michael for doing these things, but I'm mad at Chelsea. You know what I mean? Because this was Chelsea's choice of a of a of a representation. You know what I mean? And and she mixed business and pleasure, and and that's just a no no. You know because that is what happens. Chelsea shouldn't be mad at Michael. Michael is who Michael is. Chelsea needs to be mad at herself. Chelsea needs to be asking herself, why did I let myself do this? Michael's just being Michael. You you did that, Chelsea. So we cut back to what I've been wanting to, to, to get to, man, and that's the conversation between Issa and Devin. Man, this thing went sideways, man, and it, it didn't have to again. And this is why, I, again, I'm... I'm I'm distraught about it, man, because Devin, I could, I could see that Devin really cares about Issa, man, for real. And but Devin's issue is, yes, he's insecure. Issa, Devin is insecure. You see, you, you're talking to a cat. I guarantee you, you're talking to a cat that has felt abandoned his whole life for whatever reason. And when he's in there, he, he said it explicitly. He don't know what you're doing out there. And just like how your mind wanders out here, our minds wander in there as well. And then we got all kinds of jealous cats around us as well. If you got, if he's hanging your pictures up, that's one mistake that a lot of inmates make is getting their, their beautiful women and hanging them up in their cell. And, and, and people see these things and they get jealous. They look for your mail. They'll steal your mail, write your girl, tell your girl you're in here messing with homosexuals, all kinds of stuff. What people have to understand when you're in prison, you're in prison for you. It's not your family. These things are supports. I understand. You need your pictures. Put them stuffs away in your envelopes and keep them in your locker. You know what I mean? Keep them for you. You know, when you start showing them around, it's, it's egoic. You're doing it because you want people to think that you have something. You know what I mean? That you're somebody. Just stop all that. Stop worrying about what other people think about you. I could tell Devin cares about Issa, man. And, and, and... He is backing off, right? Because he just he just thinks that Issa is going to going to leave him. As I said earlier, we can tell these things, you see. And he went and put himself back on the site, and he lied to Issa, right? These are the mistakes again, you know. But that's that's survival. It's not it's not fraudulent. It can be, but. We are in, we we live in survival. Devin's in in survival mode. That's his first instinct is to lie and cover his tracks. That's just instinctual. That's why there's no thought process. As soon as they ask the question, a lie just comes right out. You know because it's just programmed. It's not that he's sitting there thinking about the lie. As you saw with Michael, Michael got lost because he there was no lie, and he's trying to fish for it in his head, and he's coming up with all this stupidity, right? Because it's it's not it's not fraudulent. It's just it's just survival, you know, survival of self. And then we get to see we get to witness another great frustration that happens that occurs between between loved ones is is the interruption. You know, by the time the the argument even starts to get going and you start to extract information and try to find out what's going on, the phone cuts off. And you have to wait a whole nother hour for that to begin again. Now, for me, I just go to my cell. I sit down and I contemplate on what my next phone call is going to be for an hour. 
the person in the free world, they're moving. They're, they're, that conversation's done. They go and they do the things. Their mind wanders. And so, again, things really does not get resolved in a, in a correct fashion. So we'll see what happens in the next phone call. So Bryce is making all the right moves, man. You know, he, he tells Alondra that, that, you know, he needs some help moving some, some, some of the lawn equipment into the truck. And he surprises her with a picnic. You know what I mean? Got food laid out or whatnot. And he apologizes for his actions the other night. Bryce is doing everything that he knows how to do. And this was the right move. You know what I mean? And, and, and Alundra, it, it opened her up a little bit to, to listen to him. You know, so Bryce has to see that and understand that that's kind of his doorway into her, you know, for him to speak. But he didn't speak on the issue again because he, he just he don't understand what the issue is. And, and that's all of us. We always think it's us. We always think it's us not doing what we're supposed to be doing and that we'll do better. And and again, this comes from miseducation. It comes from stigma. It just comes from nobody there to truly understand and explain, right? Some of the most egregious things that these guys are saying is, when I was inside, I had no responsibilities. That's not true. And what that tells me is that you squandered the responsibility that you did have, and that was to fix yourself. That's the responsibility that we have when we go to prison, is fix ourselves. All the other responsibilities are taken away or subsided in some fashion because the responsibility, the main responsibility is to fix yourself. And that's not what we do because we're not told, right? We're not instructed that that's what we're supposed to do. We're not getting, we're not given guidance when we're inside that that's what we're supposed to do. So yeah, they take all these other responsibilities away and it gives us a bunch of free time. So we can use the free time to, to go to the law library. We can use the free time to work out or play spades, dominoes, watch TV. You know what I mean? Things of that nature. So it's just all in what you have to do. But the responsibility is to fix yourself each day, even if it's for an hour. You have to spend time learning something about yourself and bettering yourself. But what did not happen, right, was Alundra got no awareness Right. She got no awareness of what her culpability in this toxicity is because Bryce apologized and 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 took ownership of of his actions. But he did not explain to her how she's making him do these things. Right. And she may have received it at that time. So essentially what this picnic ended up turning into was the child coming and apologizing to the parent and then the parent consoling the child that it was OK. Alundra wraps up in the room with, um, you know, she she acknowledging the fact that she can be difficult to work with and that she could be overprotective. And again, I keep saying this over and over again. We we acknowledge these things about ourselves as excuses for our actions versus items that we actually have to check off the list. So. Okay, you say this about yourself, but what are you doing to correct that behavior? So we get back to the phone call with Devin and, and Issa, and it um again this this is another form of toxicity, right? It's it's just from a distant relationship type because again the mind wanders. There's no doubt in my mind that Devin really cares for Issa, and there's no doubt in my mind that Devin knows that Issa is withdrawing. 
you know, and and he's just trying to save what what may be there. Um, no question, Dev, Devin cares for for Issa, and Issa's out the door, you know, and he's absolutely correct. You know, are you going to talk? Are you going to listen, Issa? I mean, down, let the man finish song. Let him talk for a second. Hear the man out. Let him express what it is he's trying to express, and and take it for just what it is. You don't have to take. You don't have to believe him. You don't have to disbelieve him. Just listen to him and let it marinate in your head, right? But again, because you were led down a fraudulent path, your thought process was fraudulent. You said that everybody was telling you not to trust him. And you even flash back to what the mother said, but that's not what the mother was saying at all, right? Again, she didn't know how to, to, to properly articulate what her son was going through. She would just, I think the mother was protecting her son and his emotions by trying to deter you is what I think. Devin, where Devin is messing up is not being honest with her, you know? And and lying to her and trying to be deceitful about the whole the whole thing instead of just saying, you know, I feel like you're leaving me anyways. And, and you know, I went back on to the thing, you know, and that discussion needs to come out. And it's not because both people are just they're just caught in their own in their own fantasies. You know, they're just their own egoic state, whereas is Devin's trying to. I don't know if Devin's really even trying to save this at this point. He may even just feel like it's over and and it didn't have to be here. That could have been a really good relationship, man, because I could see those two individuals really cared about each other. They just had no idea how to even go about understanding each other. Two completely different worlds. It's not that he's turning the tables, he said. It's what he's saying is 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 a reality for us. It's not that he's trying to turn the tables on you. He's he's expressing his feelings and his fears of what he's going through. And and he's trying to explain to you why he put himself on that website without really trying to explain to you why. But this these are the fears. Issa, you're a beautiful girl, right? And and Devin probably made the mistake of bragging about you showing your picture off because that's that's what we do right and even officers will come and be like man come on man come you really think that girl ain't out there got another dude seriously come on man be smart dudes are telling Devin this I guarantee it and putting that same crap in his head that that crap was put in your head here Issa pulls out you know she backs out and it's easy for her to back out but who's there for the inmate who's there for Devin is Discovery Channel reaching out to Devin, making sure that he don't go on suicide watch, making sure, you know, that he's not affected in any kind of way or that this this relationship interfered with his progress in life because Devin needs help. And a lot of a lot of time was spent on on this versus the help that he really needed to get. So what is Discovery doing for these inmates that are now being abandoned and left behind because of miseducation? This this is a, a this the fault of this relationship crumbling is miseducation. You could clearly see that Devin was affected and he was asking legitimate questions because he cared. Like why? So why was the point of you going to, you know, such and such and here and there, if you were just going to back out, he's not turning the tables. Isa, it's, it's just that again, it's not your fault. It's not his fault. There was just nobody there to give you guys proper advice.
And then they wrap it up with Issa in the in the side chat talking about her Cinderella story and, and what does the stigma show, right? What does the stigma show? That inmates are in, unable to, to form relationships. Like, we ain't light taking, boo. We ain't light taking, boo. So we come back to Jonathan now. You know, I dig Jonathan, man. Jonathan's a cool cat, man. Not my type of cat, but he's a cool cat. You know what I'm saying? And Jonathan, um... He's a guru, man. He, you know, he he uh he's hip. He knows what's going on, and he breaks it down to Chelsea. You know about the lightweight taken, and, and she knows. I mean, come on, Chelsea, what you doing, man? What the hell you doing, Chelsea? And that's where we end at. We end with with Chelsea and Jonathan. You know, and, and Chelsea said that she needs to confront Michael on this. I mean, I don't freaking know what for, but okay. <laughs> so that's it, man. Next episode will come out Monday night. Um, I'll try to drop the breakdown that night. So that's it. Next episode will come out Monday morning, Discovery Plus. I'll try to get the breakdown later that night, man. I have to, now that I'm caught up, I can I can be a little more fluent. So I'll try to get that out Monday night. Yeah, man, there was a lot of good points in this here. I know I took a minute, so I'm, I'm going to wrap this up. But if you are in one of these relationships and you need guidance, please check me out, www.cominghomecoalition.com, and we can work something out and steer you from making these type of mistakes.